In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. This is the word of the Lord. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Despite the sorrows and the hardships that the age of the end times hurls your way, it is beneficial for you that Jesus goes away. As he now sits at the right hand of the Father, both you and Jesus are in unique positions. He advocates for you before the heavenly throne and abates the wrath of God. You are then permitted to approach the throne of God and to make your petitions known to him with the full confidence of faith that believes he will hear and trusts that he will answer. The life of the Christian must then be a life of constant and fervent prayer. It does not begin with the doors of this church, nor does it end with them. Rather, it begins and is ongoing through baptismal waters. This is why when you enter this place, you return to your waters and you enter in through them and indeed because of them. Yet you also depart from this place through these same waters, which strengthen and encourage you in your life of prayer and devotion. You are baptized into the faith, unto the way of prayer and of Christian living. You depart that life only in death. Even then, can it be considered true departure from the Christian life when you are gathered to the bosom of your Lord to await the resurrection of the dead? Of course, it goes without saying that your path will be obstructed. If it is not obstructed with physical barriers and ailments, it certainly will be with the spiritual. For this reason, prayer is a necessary discipline to the reborn, as conversation is necessary to human relationships. And prayer is just that, a discipline. My dear children, so often you will avoid prayer, believing yourselves to be unfit or unqualified. So often you will avoid prayer because your experiences tell you that God does not listen. Cast these thoughts away and turn to your heavenly Father as St. Paul would so entreat. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Have you entered the communion of the saints through the waters of baptism? Do you bear the brand of Christ 
Has the helper been sent to you to guide you in all truth? Does Christ sit at the right hand of the Father advocating for you? Has his body and blood been given for you and to you? Dear Christians, the God of the promise is not Baal, nor any other false, unhearing, dead God of the world. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. He is the living God. His ear is attentive to you and to your cries. Indeed, he is more ready to give even than you are to receive. And he loves to be asked in order that he might give freely and bountifully. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Ask, and you shall confess with the psalmist, certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Yet the question arises regarding prayer. If you are to pray unceasingly, then for what ought you pray? Pray for that which you need, for that which pious hearts desire, and for all that God has already promised that he will give you. Pray in the good times as well as the bad. Pray when you have gained everything and when you have lost everything. When they have taken fame, fortune, child and life, goods, family and wife, though these all be gone, you may and you must yet pray. More important than that for which you are to pray is the for whom you are to pray. Because faith cannot remain static, neither can your prayers. Pray for yourselves, but pray all the more for your neighbor. Pray for the church of God, for the sick and the dying, for the mourning, for your friends and for your enemies, for those with whom you agree and for those with whom you disagree. I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Whatever it is for which you pray, or for whomever you pray, do it in the name of Christ. This means not that you are required to terminate your prayer with the name of Jesus, but rather that you make your petitions known in full faith. True prayer in the name of Christ 
is calling upon God according to his promises made to you with the confidence that when you pray, your dear Father in heaven will hear you as his dear children. This is the benefit of Jesus' absence. For in his absence, he is present for you. He promises that your prayers shall be heard because he is the one who advocates for you, who defends you, and who upholds you before the heavenly throne. The goal of prayer is not merely petition. It does not exist solely for the purpose of you demanding stuff and receiving it. God is not your fairy godmother or a genie in a lamp waiting in the wings to grant you your heart's desire. Prayer is instead the ongoing, here emphasis on ongoing, conversation of faith between God and his children. Prayer feeds your faith as you bring laments, petitions, wants, needs, and thanksgivings to God. Prayer keeps you humble as you come before a God you know you do not deserve to petition, yet one whom you may on Christ's behalf. Prayer keeps your attention away from yourself, for it is a continual reminder that of your own power you cannot affect that which you need. Prayer makes your joy full. For in this holy conversation, your cry is joined to Christ's cry, and the Father hears you because he loves you. You can never lose by praying unceasingly, but you can never win by ceasing to pray. Pray unceasingly, therefore. Create repetition, habit, and discipline. Pray that your joy may be full according to the peace of faith in Christ's open ear. Your prayers need not be lengthy, fancy, or eloquent to be heard. Surely what you cannot put into words or even what you may forget to bring up in prayer is brought before God by the Spirit who intercedes for you with the groanings of the soul. Do not think that God will cast away your prayers because they were not composed correctly. Whatever it is to which correctly refers. You have heard the words of Christ. The only correct prayer is a prayer of faith in God's word and promises, and a prayer according to the name of Christ upon you and at the right hand of the Father. When faith prays in such a manner, your composition matters little. Take to heart, children, 
that the efficacy of your prayers is determined not by you, but by what your Lord has already done for you. You, like Sarah, like Elijah, and like Hannah, may not, though, behold the fruits of your prayers when and how you desire it. Yet you will always grasp the fruits of prayer according to the faith which continues to call upon the God whose words are believed. No matter what the outcome of your prayer is, you will always have the pleading of faith which reveals and cements your dependency upon God and God's willingness to give. He will always hear, and he will always answer, for he has promised this to you. However, his answer does not always align with your desires. In such cases, it is so easy to turn away from him like the petulant children you often are storming away in sadness, fury, or despair when your way is not his way. Perhaps in more ways than one, the perceived lack of answer is your answer as the Lord works upon you to teach you about himself and about yourself. The difference between you and God is that in this play that is life, he sees all characters, but you see only the one. Nevertheless, take heart. Take heart when you pray for healing and instead witness death. Take heart when you pray for children and see not the fruits of the womb. Take heart when love is lost, when dreams are dashed, and when hopes are broken. For according to faith, you cling to the promises of God and not to your own desire. God is not vindictive or spiteful. He is not fickle or cruel. He will always give you that for which you ask or something better because he has promised so to do. Your hope is in his ear hearing you. Your joy is in the privilege of asking, no, demanding, from him that which he has promised. Likewise, his joy is for you to cling to his words, to trust in him, and to make such demands. For his delight is to care for you and to give of himself in the body of his Son, your Lord Jesus Christ. 
Alleluia. Christ is risen. Amen.